No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree. this all the time. I love talking to myself, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. You have tuned into He Said What? With your host, Simply Bree. I am super glad to have you guys here with me. This evening, we have an amazing, amazing business owner, Mr. himself, Nigel Whalen, and he is here to discuss with us how do you know when you found the one? That's something that tends to run through the minds of women all the time when it comes to men. Like, how do you know if she's the one that you want to commit yourself to? Are men afraid of commitment? Like, what's going on through your minds? Or why is it that he and I have been in a relationship for years and he has yet to pop the question? So, we're going to dig into it. We're going to get all of his, his 411. We're throwing bro code out the window. And we're going to see what he thinks about these questions. If you are joining for the first time, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's He Said What Radio Network. I mean, we have great content, great shows, amazing people. Why not support it, right? Black-owned business. So, if you are also interested in advertising on the show, send your emails to ads at simplybree.com and we will go ahead and get you situated. So without any other interruptions, announcements, things like that, let's go ahead and bring up Nigel. Welcome. Good evening. Hey, hey what's how, up? What's up? Hey, how's it going with you? I feel like I, sh I should have had a, a drink here. You know, I may need to uh, have a little buzz going to answer some of these questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. And listen, we want the raw and rugged truth. The oh, whole God. truth and nothing but the truth. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So how, how, how do you, how do you know when you found the one? Like, what does it feel like as a man? Huh. Well, you know, for me, of course, I can't speak generally. These, these, you know, these can be very intimate questions, you know, very okay. personal, specific um, experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I would say to be real honest and raw with you, I've had some false starts. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, my, my friends kid me about it, you know, because they're, you know, it's like, you know, dude, I think I found the one, you know, she's the one, she's the one. And uh, after a while, they're like, yeah, right, yeah, she's the one, right? It's like they don't even <laughs> pay me any attention anymore. <laughs> you know? um, so, so yeah, I, I have to admit that full disclosure. I, I've had yeah. some false thoughts, I had some misfires. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> misfires. <laughs> So men generally, um, you guys have these type of discussions. It's, it's yeah. not just us women. Okay, so that's good. Sure. That's good. For sure, now, yeah. Do your male friends typically encourage, you know, this type of activity or do they encourage the whole single life? You know, I, I think guys, um, you know, would like their friends to to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. And what you know, and if that's you know the single life doing single guy things, mm -hmm. they want you to be happy doing that. 
but you know, and if you know you're going to be hooking up and settling down and and so forth, they they're happy for you for that too. So it's according to you know where they see you or where they think you should be, right. and and of course, the overall they they have your best interests. So right. you know, I, I've you know I've um, I was married for for what sixteen years, you know, with the same woman for like. 20 years, oh, yeah. um, you know, been divorced half of that. <laughs> so, yeah. so I've, I've seen it all, man. I've, I've been, I've been in there emotionally. I've been mm-hmm. detached from it. So, but yeah, guys yeah. do have these conversations for sure. I know I do. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. okay. Um, you know how, at least for me, when you're single, you tend to want to hang around people that you can share certain things in common, but at the same time, you want someone that's, you know, a little more driven as far as relationships go. So you may hang with people who are in relationships or people who are actually married. How do you think those putting yourself in those different positions with those different type of people can affect um, your mindset? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think you know you kind of get that that pack mentality. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I was married, um, you know, I tend to hang out with more couples. Um, my my wife did not particularly care for me to be hanging out with the single guys. Yeah. She she saw that as a threat, really, mm-hmm. to to the marriage. Um, you know, so I, I think it's according to what situation that you're in, you, mm-hmm. you tend to hang out in those situations and people who embody those situations and share those common, um, you know, common things with you. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I guess you could look at that the same way when it comes to business. You know, if you are trying to be a moneymaker, then you want to surround yourself with people who are making money and progress and growing because it's almost like it influences you. Yeah, of course. And, and um, you know, some of you know our friends, you know, were, were mostly couples. We go over to their mm-hmm. home, they come over to ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will counsel each other and, yeah. uh, you know, so, so yeah. Yeah. But, okay. you know, but I, I wanted to go back, you know, real quick, because um, I don't know if I answered your question specifically about how do you know when you found the one? Found the one. Okay. Yeah. Because I kind of gave you like what my misfortunes have been. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think guys, you know, do know. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you think you found the one and and you get all those feelings and, you know, those boxes are being checked off. You know, that's what we commonly say. You know, she checks this yeah. box, checks that box. Right. Um, but then, you know, that that 84, that 80 20 rule kind of thing, you, you kind of get into that mentality. Yeah. And, um, you know, but guys know, and then I, I know um, when I found the one, may not be the perfect one. Right. But I can, I can tell. And, and my behavior. You know, acts accordingly. I will tell you that. Okay, so elaborate on that when you say your behavior acts accordingly. How does it change? Yeah, um, because it, it's like there's value now. You see, you know, value in that person. Um, you know, because now you're 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 letting yourself become vulnerable in in some ways. And um, that's the scary and, part. And you're kind of giving that person, you know, license to to do some things to you yeah. that you know can put you in a situation and make you feel some kind of way. So, yeah, you you have to, you know, act more, you know, be a little bit more careful. Um, in how you and thoughtful in how you treat that person, um, right. plus your spirit kind of guides you through through yeah. that, and and makes you you know act a certain way too. Sometimes it's not even a controlled behavior; yeah. it's like the spirit in you takes over, you know, yeah. and, and and you just you know you want to not only impress that person, but you really want to be with that person. And you know, um, blend with that person, and so 
I, I think just naturally your your behavior um, adjusts and adapts to that too. Right. So how do you, in, in talking about the behavior and what it is that you want to do, how do you control yourself and not go all in? Like when you feel this person is the one, you know, you want to give the world to them. How do you control and, and do it little by little? Um, experience. <laughs> experience uh, plays, plays a big part in that. Um, don't, don't take that for granted. Um, you know, some of it is knowing who you are and, and having some self-control. Yeah. Um, yeah, your heart is going to want to be in control right. of that situation, right? Your, your heart is going to be the boss. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's up to you to kind of, you know, divvy up, you know, the, you know who's in charge. You know, you got to have your head in the game too. You got to yeah. have your head in the game because your head is is what's going to help protect your heart from itself and, mm -hmm. and help protect the union too and the relationship mm -hmm. um you know so if you lose your head man um things may not go the way that you want them <laughs> right yeah you're letting your heart you know your heart is just it can't help itself you know just soft and mushy and just i just want to love i just want to yeah love. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but hey the older you get um you know the head has to be has to have some responsibility too <laughs> yeah no i agree with you 100 yeah. mm -hmm. and the same thing goes with vulnerability like you have to have some type of control over that as well, or you can find yourself caught up in your emotions and everything that you have going on will just, you know, it can go out the window just because mm -hmm. you're just, you're super vulnerable. You're giving yourself a hundred percent and yeah. you don't even know if this person is actually the one. So right. right. And that's where things can, you know, again, come to where you are in life, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I'm 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 a 53 year old man, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, decisions that I make in that area can have consequential <laughs> impact yeah. on, on the rest of my life. And right. uh, you know, so um, so yeah, you know, for me, it's it's more crucial. I think I made mistakes when I was in my 20s, right? Mm -hmm. I made some mistakes, um, and it's like, yeah, I can recover, you know, and so forth. Uh, <laughs> but the older you get, um, you know, you, you gotta you gotta be careful, man. It can't yeah. all be about the heart. It's nice, it's nice to be sixteen again, you know, right? <laughs> Until you wake up and gotta pay bills and stuff. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Look, welcome, dirty thirties. Welcome, yeah. welcome back. I know you're not the only one who's contributing to the bills, but you, <laughs> you're not the only one who who has to pay them. It's exactly. Like, what, so. like what happened? So, what are some qualities that men look for in a woman that they're interested in dating long term, mm -hmm. not short term, but long term? Wow. That, man, that's a really good thing. Good question there. Um, you know, you have to look at the at the woman's. Uh, you got to really go beyond, you know, the 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 look. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have to go a little deeper. You got you got to go in here. Yeah. And see where her head is. Yeah. Um, you know, is she going to, you know, help advance what you're trying to do? Uh, I mean, you're talking about a partnership here, you right. know, just a romantic partnership, but also a business or financial or, you know, whatever, you know, partnership. Um, it, it's more than just uh, a romantic thing. And so you have to make sure that that uh, that woman is is going to help you help both of you. Right. right? She um, she can't be detracting from or distracting you from what you're trying to do um, as a man. You know, yeah. uh, she has she has to be on the same page with you on most mm -hmm. things, um, especially the, the the important things, things that right. are key to to developing 
um, you know, yourself and what's around you. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about starting a family, you know, that's, that's, that's serious stuff, man. Additional lives. I mean, a life is a precious thing. And you're talking about bringing additional lives into that mix. Right. um, Then, you know, you're talking about, okay, getting married, you know, that's, that's a legal contract (laughs) that, that, you know, (laughs) um, you know, that could have lasting effects on your life. So you have to make sure that this woman um, is going to compliment um, you and I'm talking from a man's perspective, right? Right, right. It's a two-way street. Yeah. It's a two-way street. I'm just giving you the man's part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, there is a difference between what you look for long-term and what you look for short-term. Okay. Now, you mentioned um, that when you get with someone, you have to look at it as not just establishing a personal relationship, but business as well. How do or do men actually look to establish um, a business relationship with a woman? Like, let's say you were um, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you meet a woman who is also a business owner. Does that make the vibes click even more because they can understand, they're able to relate, or does it make that person a little bit more interesting? Yeah, all of the above. Um, clearly, if that person is already of that that mind. Um, then, you know, a a lot of um, hurdles have already been overcome um, because that person, you know, share, has that, you know, a similar mindset as you would understand the peaks and the valleys that you'll be going through as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, definitely them having a business sense about them or having some experience in that or some understanding of it Mm -hmm. um, will, will definitely make life, uh, a lot easier. Um, I will give you an example. Um, in my situation, um, when I left corporate America to, to start this liquor company, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had to have a plan. You know, it was a leap of faith, but it was a leap of faith knowing that I had a, had, you know, a ramp, you know, basically a landing ramp. I wasn't just right. taken off on this leap and it's like, okay, where am I going to land? You yeah. Know? So uh, I had a plan, and part of that plan was actually, you know, having been in a relationship with someone who understood and had bought into what I was doing and believed in what I was doing and believed in me and mm-hmm. understood that that paycheck was going away. Right, yeah. And, um, you know, knowing that, hey, part of my plan is that I'm going to still going to be able to, con- you know, we were living together, right? Right. And, um, you know, that I'll still be able to contribute to, to, to some of the bills, but probably not all of the bills and not at the levels that I was previous to that. And, right. you know, and of course, she understood that, yeah, you know, she was in a position to where she was able to take up that slack mm-hmm. and, um, you know, was able to take that off of my mind, mm. you know, so I can focus on creating this this very intense um, business in a very intense industry, right. and so um, so yeah, you gotta you know you gotta. I had fortunately I had a partner who was you know in lock and step with me yeah. to so I can get that done. Right. So there was there was no conflict there. Um, right. That's that's a that's a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. I hear people complain all the time. They they can't get. A, a step forward because they're having to battle, you know, what's under the same roof with them. You know, right. they're just, being, I wouldn't say held back, but they're just not able to, to do things that they're able to do because they don't have that support. Right. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have that. Yeah. Now that's very important. What I find, especially like with me trying to do the whole dating thing, what I find is that, a lot of the times men are tired of women wanting to know what can they bring to the table. Like I want this, I want vacations, I want expensive purses, but if you can't afford it yourself, then how can you actually request that of someone else? So it's like 
what can you bring to the table? So like you said, you know, with your partner, you explain the fact that, okay, well, that steady income, that paycheck is no longer here. It's going to, you know, we're going to have to do some grinding for your partner to be able to contribute towards what you have going on and you guys are still making it. That's, that's ideal. That's what, you know, you would want in a relationship, especially when you have a business. Yeah, and and you have to know the 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 value of money, really. You know, why you know would I go and buy an expensive pair, buy her an expensive bag or expensive pair of shoes? I will tell you, you know, Christmas, birthdays. Um, I was warned by her not to do anything crazy or stupid, mm-hmm. right? For her, mm-hmm. right? It's like. There's going to come a time, and this was something that she repeated over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to do this. Do what you're doing now, right? You know, make sure the water bill is paid. Make yeah. sure the, the cell phones are still going to be on, you mm-hmm. know, contribute to, you know, buying some groceries or whatever, paying yeah. people, put some money towards the rent, you know. Don't, you know be out there, you know, buying me stuff that we, that you can't afford, right? Yeah. Wait until you can afford it. And how you're going to be able to afford it mm-hmm. is when you build this multi-million dollar company. Right. Hello. Right? So I had, you know, I had a woman who had that maturity and that understanding mm-hmm. and, you know, when she want to get her hair done, she does, you know, she has money to do her own hair. She has mm-hmm. all money to get her do her own nails, right? You know, and and so forth. She's not expecting me to to pay for that stuff, right? right? But there's still an expectation. Hey, rent's coming up. You know, you got yours for the rent. You know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And you know, if and it doesn't matter what the rent is. If it's twenty dollars towards the rent mm-hmm. or two hundred dollars towards the rent, in her eyes, it was the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't matter whether it was twenty dollars or two hundred dollars. Right. Just as long as I was doing something, and she saw me working, and she saw me doing what, trying to get where we want to go, but Mm -hmm. also you know contributing. So it it was very selfless on her part. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think some people need to hear that. So speaking of selflessness. What are um, some characteristics that might actually be a deal breaker for a man? Um, something that you're just not willing to tolerate. The opposite of that. Selfishness. <laughs> the opposite of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, man, that, that's that's one of the biggest thing, man. If if you're self-centered, thinking about yourself and all that stuff, you know, um, yeah, that that's to me. You're not gonna get far with me on that. Yeah. Um, I would say that's, and I'm trying to think real quick. I'm thinking on my feet here mm-hmm. of, of deal breakers. I mean, there's some other stuff, but I would say that's a big one, man. That's yeah. a big one. That goes to the type of individual. You know, kindness is one. Um, right. You know, kindness towards towards others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Um. There was someone who I thought I had, I had found the one and realized that she didn't really like people. Wow. <laughs> she, okay. Like people. an introvert? No, not an introvert. Um, just but, didn't like him. Just, yeah, just always had something bad to say about, about people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, let me ask you this. How long into, how far into getting to know this person did you discover that? Oh man, um, well, we did it for a few months. Um, I would say probably like in about the second month. Like we spent some time like together, yeah, uh, every day, yeah, and um, you know, and as we, you know, that's when it really started coming out when you really spent time, yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah, fun for for stretch. You know, yeah. like not two or three days here, but you know, a whole week, two weeks with someone, mm-hmm. um, day and night. 
Yeah. Um, I think you really get to see under the, uh, you know, what's what's laying under the covers. <laughs> I don't really like this car. Um, no, this is not going to work here. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, it's true. I mean, it's real. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, but, you know, it, it, deal breakers, man, it, I, I could only tell you what mine, you know, what mine are, but um, I, I uh, yeah. Mm. If you're all about yourself, then. It's not going to work. Mm-mm. And I just said, nah, we can't do that. Hey, I'm with you, 100%. So, yeah. You know how they say birds have a feather flock together. Do men really pay attention to that when it comes to women and their friends? Um, okay, I'm not sure I understand. Is- so basically, let's say a woman that you are talking to, all of her friends that she usually goes out with or that she hangs with are Debbie Downers or they, they're male bashers. Does that have you view her a little differently because of the people that she tends to hang around or let's say they're just, they're, they're, they're hot girls. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. Uh, that's a good question, man. Let me think about that for a quick second. Um, <laughs> because chances are you knew going in who she is hanging around and, yeah. you know, crowd that she was moving with before you decided, hey, okay, I'm going to try and, you know, go in deeper with this. Yeah. So chances are you knew that going in and you decided, hey, she's different or, you know, she doesn't bring that into the relationship Mm -hmm. or into Mm -hmm. that dating scene that you have going. Um, But yeah, you got, you got Debbie Downers in, in, you know, in her crew and stuff. And they always, you know, male bashing and talk about men. Um, it's a red flag for sure. Yeah, you have to keep a closer eye. You may not want to, you know, rush to judgment, but right. you know, I think you can make a quick assessment as to whether, you know, she's above that. Yeah. Um, or whether you think that'll be an influence on her. Mm. So you'll be able to assess that really quickly. I think you know. I I don't want to say hey. That that's that's something that that happens. So I think that's a little generalizing. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's. I think women we too look at it. Um, the the guys that are typically around someone that we're getting to know, especially if they're they're wild and they're loose and they want to talk to every woman that walks by, it starts to make you wonder like, okay, well, when I'm not around, are you just like that? Like, you know, just. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely, yes. (laughs) Yeah, like, do you have willpower? Am I going to have to worry? Like, is this going to create any type of issues later on down the road? And you see that a lot because that'll be the one friend who will never get in a relationship. And once, the guy gets into a relationship, he's trying to drag him out all the time. So, I mean, it definitely goes both ways, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to someone that you're getting to know, um, a woman of interest, at what point does she get to meet the family? Mm. Or friends? Yes. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that that depends on me, really, um, yeah. and that depends on if I think that this person could be the one. Because you don't always know right up front of this person. Yeah, you know, but someone may have that one potential, you know, being the one potential. Yeah, and uh, so chances are, if 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 she meets friends, may not be an an indic- a true indicator. Mm-hmm. But if she meets family, she meets the parents. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She um, there, there's high prospect for her <laughs> that uh, that uh, that she's the one. And and right. um, I have to be comfortable in that. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I've I've taken women that I'm just dating. 
you know, around friends. I, I don't think I really, that was a big deal to me. My guy right. friends and stuff. Yeah. That was a big deal. Um, but yeah, take him to the family's house for, for something for, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a little, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I don't I was, think, I'm sorry. No, I would say, but you know, I, I had a situation recently where that was kind of reversed. Um, but this person was Caribbean, you know, mm-hmm. Caribbean. So, you know, th- there was a little exception going there on the reverse of that. Right. <laughs> right. We actually met for the first time at the family's house. Oh, but, no. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about weird. breaking rules. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. But it was on the, the 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 concept of you know we're all one family. We're Caribbean. Yeah. You know we were all in that same you know culture Caribbean thing. Yeah. So it was kind of like like you know I think that that's where the exception came in. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. That's. I don't think men put as much emphasis on bringing women that they're getting to know around the friends as females do. Like, Mm. I know for me personally, if I'm getting to know a guy or dating a guy, you're not going to come around my friends. I'm not introducing you to my friends until I know like, okay, he may be the one. And you know, we never really know that. Hey, Kim, um, what's going on, Royal? We so it's important. It's it's almost like I treat my female friends like like family. Like that's just what it is. Like I just can't bring you around until I know. You know, there's there's something special about you, and I could I could feel it, but I just want to make sure. You know, I want to right, see how right. this thing plays out. But guys, I think guys are just like, you know, you cool. Yeah. yeah come around the boys, my girls. You know, we all just have fun. Yeah. 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 I think we just overthink it as women. Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I can't. Let me see. His last name doesn't fit well with my last name. Like, <laughs> if we do stuff like that, I'm going to go ahead and give it up. Like, when we meet a man, sometimes we're trying on your last name before it even gets serious. We just want to wow. see, like, how does it sound? Really? Girl called wow. out the window. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. Wow. So what we're gonna do now is go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and then uh, we will continue with the rest of our interview with our guest Nigel Whalen, and you have myself, Simply Bree. We will be right back. You guys, make sure you subscribe. Drop your questions that you have for Nigel in the box, and I will definitely be sure to ask them. So we'll be right back. Hey, 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 it's the girl Simply Bree, and I want to make sure you are one of our subscribers for YouTube because he said, what? Radio Network is not slacking, okay? Every Monday, check us out on Simply Sports with one mic, RG, and myself as we give you some of the best coverage when it comes to sports, news, and stats. Plus, we're throwing an intellectual conversation. Who can beat that? Tuesdays, he said, what? Radio show with myself and one special guest where I'm giving you what men think from their own perspectives. And then Wednesdays, we have the truth song with myself and two special invited guests where we are bridging the gap in communication between men and women. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. We look forward to seeing you. All right, we are back. Welcome back, guys. Uh, it is the one and only Mr. Nigel Whalen. Hey. <laughs> yes, and tonight's topic is how do you know when you found the one? So from the beginning, I love how you said false starts. There are sometimes false starts. At what point do you realize that I thought this person was the one? But no, they're a little crazy. Like, mm, they're they're not the one. At what point? Yeah. Um, like, does it take them doing something out of the ordinary, or? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it it takes them doing something, um, or saying something. Maybe it's a combination, or it's a series of of the same things, and it's like, you know, and even. 
whether you bring it to their attention or not, you kind of put that as okay, that's a behavioral trait that, that yeah. you have. Um, you know, sometimes it just organically fizzles out, and you it's like, yeah. well, I guess that wasn't the one, <laughs> yeah. You know, it you was know, fun while it lasted. Fun while it lasted, you know, it just kind of just like fades away. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you kind of make that conscious um, decision that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can be friends, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. that's so, about it. Yeah, it, it just depends on what's going on. I've, I've had it come from all angles. Mm. Um, like, like I said, I had a few misfires. Uh, not, not too many, though, you know. <laughs> not too many. Um, but, um, you know. And then some of it wasn't even, you know, like one one specifically was, I don't think it was anybody's fault. It was, you know, it was, it was distance. Yeah. Distance that. is the silent killer right there, boy. Because you think yeah. that you can do it until you're actually in it, and then you like... Yeah. I am not built for this. Like yeah. this ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what do you think are some things that we as women stress over that aren't really big deals for men, like the number of children that we have, or the type of job that we work, or where we live, or the kind of car? What are some things that you think women just really hmm. overanalyze? Hmm. I don't want to come across as, you know, making you guys seem very frivolous with stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think you, you guys, you know, a couple of things you mentioned, one of them being, you know, like with kids, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a specific amount or, you know, but then you have reasons for that. There are biological right. reasons for that. And timing yeah. and so forth yeah. um, that we don't really have to worry about. Right. Um, you know, that's, um, I'm kind of trying to tread lightly here. I see. You're like tippy toe, tippy toe. You know, but, but the, you know, of course, everybody knows the general common things. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, for me, mm-hmm. you know, make the makeup thing. Mm-hmm. I think women kind of go a little bit overboard with that. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, a lot of it is unnecessary, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there may be some guys who like women, you know, all, you know, out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, up and beat up you know, and all right, that. Right, yeah. And them on. Yeah. Um, so, again, it all depends on the guys. But... For me personally, I, I think um, women sometimes spend too much uh, time on on makeup and so forth. And, gotcha. And, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Kim, <laughs> but we're going to help you out here. We're going to get off of that topic. Um, Kim mm-hmm. says, just because you and your one grow apart, that doesn't make it a misfire, right? Um, hmm. Well, I consider misfires because they didn't end up being the one. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, I mean, if if you grew apart, it doesn't mean it has to be anybody's fault, but mm-hmm. the fact that it didn't lead to a long-term relationship that may, if you're in the marriage thing, didn't go there, um I consider it a, a, a misfire. And maybe, again, because of my age, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so when he said the one, I'm thinking that's 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 the one who's going to be with you for 10 plus years, you know, if not yeah. more. Yeah. You know, that, that's that's what I consider the one. If, mm-hmm. if, when I find the one, I want to be with that one forever. Right, I'm, yeah. I'm not that kind of guy. I, I'm not... That guy with I'm with the one until my taste, <laughs> you know, or until I'm through that phase. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, sometimes you know, so it, the misfire isn't really on anyone specifically. It can be, but the fact that you're not with that person, 
but you spent some time with them and you know whatever it didn't work out i i see that as a misfire right have you ever went back to someone that you were once in a relationship with and it didn't work out just to see if you guys could give it a second chance <laughs> so that's going back to a misfire yeah that that's yeah and then that's a double misfire <laughs> <laughs> And that's one of my weaknesses, right? <laughs> I tend to want to do that. I, I, I you know, I, I, I don't understand why I'm like that. I, <laughs> I, it, it's like I was, I was saying that to to a, a relative tonight. You yeah. know, um, yeah, it, it's that's me. I have that tendency for some yeah. reason. I, I um, you know, it's like, hey, let me try that again. You know, yeah. You know, there maybe there's some comfort and familiarity there. Right, that's what I would think. You know what kind of crazy that you're bringing into the house when yeah. it's something new, but you know the crazy that you had there before, so maybe you can make some adjustments and, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's an Achilles heel for me. I need, I, need mm. to, I need to stop that. It's like, you know... There's a reason why they're an ex. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what my mom says. She says, anytime you think of going back to an ex, remember why you left them. Why you left them. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, and this is the whole, this is us in our head. Like, we're like, oh, but people change and they grow and, you know, you know, they get better at things. And then it's just, you thought that they changed and you thought that they grew. And in reality... You in your head was covering up what it is that they were really doing, and you yeah. were pacifying it and making it okay. And you were adjusting to their flaws or their issues. So, wow. mm. so you know, and I think too, I think with me is like if I feel like it was my fault, yeah. then I probably I would I'm more open to going back. Mm. You know, if I felt that whatever that breakup was was I'm the one it was my fault and I felt like okay I've grown since then. Right. Um, yeah. But I see a real interesting comment on here from from Yes, Kim. Kim. And Kim. uh you know I, I don't know if I like that Kim. That's that's <laughs> you, you don't Kim date said, more. it's like wow that's you know Kim says I already had my one we grew apart right. so now I don't date anymore. If you knew you had your one, there is no point. Wow. I, I don't know if I agree with that. There could be more than one one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Think, I, I think there's more than one one. And, hey, and if you had your one and, and it was great, mm -hmm. um, you know, but then, you know, it, it faded. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's game over. Yeah. You know? I, you I gotta know. just keep trying. Yeah. But, you know, it sounds like Kim just gave up. Kim and, threw in the towel. You can't throw in the yeah, towel. Nah, yeah, man. Nah. I was having a discussion with someone a couple of weeks ago, and I said, okay, so if you ever find your soulmate, what are you supposed to do with them? Do you get into a relationship with them? Do you remain friends with them? Do you just enjoy the feeling that you finally met your soulmate? Like, what do you do? You know, I need to read up on what a soulmate is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think half the people really know what their soulmate is. I, I mean, what do you see as a soulmate? Tell me real quick. Well, I don't I know if it's if it's just good sex or in, in weed or something, but um, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> maybe it's just a good bag of weed. I don't know, but um. It's like that person, when you're around them, it's just like the energy just sparks. Like you don't even have to talk. You don't have to touch. Just being around them. It's just that, that comfort, that soothing mm. feeling that nothing mm. can go wrong. And even if stuff does go wrong, you still find a way to get through it and talk it out. Mm. And, you know, and then, of course, the intimacy is just explosive. It's like an out-of-body experience. Like I said, it could be the Mary Jane, too. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's like you don't want to go without that person. But yeah. you're okay 
being without that person at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. It's just like your, your spirits connect when you're near each other. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I have to kind of search and see if I've come across someone who... <laughs> now, <laughs> Don't double back and double misfire. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, there was, there was, you know, I had a relationship with someone that, um, I mean, that person, we just got along, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. I think the only time we actually had an argument is when we broke up. <laughs> mm, goodness. Um, and then some harsh words were, were, were said. Not, not even yeah. after we broke up. Um, but, you know, during that relationship um, that went for almost two years, I don't think I don't think we ever had one argument. It was always happy times. Yeah. You know? Around that person, and that was, you know, that was post-divorce. So, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, I was just drawn to that person because I was just looking for happiness. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you know, so I guess it was a. I guess I could say that person, you know, and, and we get along great, you know, to this day. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's in part because that person was just a super. Super, super, super cool human being. Yeah. Uh, very, very good person. Very good human being. So I think that played a lot into that. So you kind of had mm. two people kind of on that same level, you know? Right. Um. But yeah, yeah. So I guess that's the closest thing I came to a soulmate. Yeah. Okay. So when you find someone that you're interested in, how do you express this? Like, how do you let her know, hey, I'm interested in you? Um, attention, attention, attention. Mm-hmm. You just pay that person attention. Yeah. You, you try not to overdo it, um, but, you know, you just let that people know that they're being thought of all the time. Right. Um, you know, they know that you're the last thing on, on your mind before you go to bed. You're the first thing when you wake up. They, they, they know your schedule. Um, yeah, there's just so so many ways, and it, and it just comes easily. It comes naturally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel forced. You don't even have to think about it. Right. You know, that's that's you know that's where that spirit inside you just like takes over. And, yeah. You know, talks about you that. Just want to do it. Just yeah. Because. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> so you just you know you're just finding ways to 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 be around that person. Yeah. And, um, you know that person. They, you know, yeah, they'll they'll feel it. They'll they'll know that they're the center of attention in your yeah. world. Mm. Um, so yeah. Okay. Mm. Now, speaking of center of attention, because this happens all the time, if a guy friend of yours hits on the woman that you're talking to, and let's say he doesn't know you're talking to her, but you and her know that you guys are talking. Are you looking for her to say something to him about it, or are you yeah. going to say something? I should have to say diddly. <laughs> I should have to say shit. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she needs to to take care of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that doesn't even need to stress me out. That, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that let me know if she's real or not. You know, right. that that goes yeah. to character. That let me lets me know. Who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's very important. Um, you know, it's so funny. When I was dating my ex husband, I used to always go to this gym and work out. And I knew all the guys in there. They treated me like I was a little sister. And then the one day that I bring my my ex husband in there to work out with me, now everybody want to be extra Philly, touchy. And I'm like, what is going giving me a hug and kissing me on the cheek. Now I got to get into an argument in the parking lot because oh, I, I got dude like oh my gosh. It was Ooh, I think we froze up. Uh oh. Um I can hear connection. Can hey, you hear me? Uh oh. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. Hello? Oh no. Hopefully you come back. I'm here. Okay. So I think we lost the connection. I think so as well, because I can hear you. Um. Okay. 
bear with us just one quick moment. And what I will do is I will play a commercial break once again. And uh, well, actually, no, we're going to wait and see if he can come back in and join us. I think it may be on his end. Uh, Am I back? I, yes, I there you I'm go. Back. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Rose says, so, oh no. So, did you, did you, okay, yeah, let's no, keep it going. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, we have about five minutes left too um, before we will get ready to wrap things up. So, what we'll do, um, I will ask you about two more questions and then mm-hmm. um, we'll wrap it up. Now, when it comes to exclusiveness, when is the best time to have this discussion? Is it before fill-ins or after the fill-ins have grown? Um, I think it's appropriate before the feelings uh, after the feelings have grown, it would be, of course, obvious. Yeah. Um, but it would be it would be nice to to have that down before, from a man's perspective, mm-hmm. um, before the feeling. I know if 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 I'm giving you my time and I'm paying you attention and I'm letting you know that I'm into you and mm-hmm. this be a long-term situation um i'm pretty much wanting to have you exclusively um especially if i know um so that's that's where communication comes in you Mm -hmm. know because if i feel like man you know this has potential you have potential of being the one um you know i'm gonna let my feelings known pretty quickly that hey I want us to 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 do this exclusively. Yeah. Um and the opposite of that, if you know, if this is just a loose, casual dating thing, um, you know, I'm gonna let you know that too. And mm-hmm. again, honestly communication comes in, it's like, hey, we're dating, you know. Um I don't think I have to come out and say, hey, this is not exclusive. I think that's <laughs> not to be, you know. You know, right. we're growing, you know, I'm going to see other people, you see other people, whatever. Um, but I think you should have the maturity to to at least have that, you know, let each other know without actually saying, hey, that's what mm-hmm. we want to do. Right, but yeah. I would say if you want this to be something serious, um, from a man's perspective, from my perspective, I'm going to let you know that rather quickly. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Communication. Communication is the key. It's the sponge. It's the glue to everything. Communication. Mm -hmm. Transparency is another thing. Being forward. I don't think, I don't think being forward can be considered something bad uh, unless you're someone who cannot accept it. Um, I also think the delivery as well with the transparency and being forward um, Mm -hmm. plays a role. Um, so final question, does age matter to men when it comes to dating an older versus a younger woman? So come to what, how old you are. Mm, so let's say, let's say, okay, you're in your fifties. Let's say mm-hmm. dating a woman who's in her thirties versus dating a woman who's in her sixties. Yeah, so chances are I won't date a woman who's in her sixties. <laughs> it's um, like, uh, yeah, I, 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 um, what if she? What if she looks young though, like Angela Bassett or something like that, or Holly Berry? Me being in my fifties, I won't be dating an older woman. Now, I, I, I won't. Now, yeah. I can say that because when I was in my twenties, I married a woman in her thirties. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. When I was in my forties, I dated a woman who was in her fifties, mm-hmm. right? ten years older than me. Yeah. In both of those situations. Um, so I've been all over the board because when I was in my forties, I also dated a woman who was in her twenties. Right. Right. Um, the issue that I have now is 
if I'm dating a woman in her 30s, um, I have to be careful because she may want something that I'm not ready to to deal with. You know, I've I raised my kid already, you know. Yeah. So she may want, and I'm back and forth. I'm going to contradict myself here because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's according to what I want. Like, yeah, if she, she wants to start a family, I don't think I'm it. Right, yeah. She would have to be exceptional <laughs> for me yeah. to go down that road, right? She would have to be, like, amazing, beyond amazing. Right. Uh, for me to go down that road. Um, it would be easier for me to date a woman who's, you know, in her forties. So my my preference is late thirties, forties. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the other side, in her fifties, you know, my age above, exceptional, um, you know, exceptional. Mm-hmm. Maybe not beyond amazing, but she'd have to be amazing um, to go above, you know, my age to for me to right. date at this, right. at this age. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kim says women catch feelings first most of the time, but we don't communicate it well. That's why the body counts be so high in these streets. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I think because we're emotional and we tend to be more vulnerable. And by us being more vulnerable, we also overthink as to what it is that the man may say if we do express ourselves or express our feelings. You know, we don't want to run a man off by saying, I'm really feeling you and not know whether or not it's going to be reciprocated, whether he feels the same way, you know? So I think, I think we all handle communication a little differently when it comes to men and women. So this show is definitely geared towards understanding how men think so that we can learn how to handle certain situations a little better. I know it's helped me tremendously. Like having you guys come on, I'm like, Oh, so this is what guys are thinking. (laughs) Yeah. It it definitely helps out. So Nigel, let them know where they can find you. What do you have going on? How can they support what you have going on? You got the floor. Yeah, so you know, you see behind me, I have uh, my liquor brand here. I have uh, Uwe Guava Pineapple and our passion fruit rum liqueurs. They're available in stores around the Atlanta area and some countries overseas. Well, you can become part owner of this company. We're getting ready to expand worldwide starting next summer, and you may, you know, you see the the link there, wefunder.com/sipuwe. You can invest in this company for as little as $150. You can buy shares in this company and be part of its ownership and um, grow with us. And, you know, essentially you have your own liquor brand in the stores, on the market. You could, you know, be your own P. Diddy and be pushing your own liquor <laughs> brand when you go to the parties and, you know, when you go out to restaurants and eat and, you know, your brand is behind the bar, you know, mm-hmm. you order a cocktail, you know, with your liquor, you know, you're circulating your dollars back into your brand instead of into somebody else's brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so click on that link um, or, you know, pull that link up, has all the information, invest, Black-owned liquor company, uh, products already in the stores. You can go buy it, try it out, um, but invest before January 13th. Before January 13th, it closes. You won't be able to invest in it after that. So do it. Yes. And it is such an amazing drink. It is so smooth. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Very, it's very different, and it's it's very different. Real natural fruits. You know, a, t- a real taste of the islands. You see it behind my head here. Over yeah, here, over yeah. Um, and real the packaging is beautiful too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the we're changing the packaging. By the way, when we launch it in um, officially launch it in in the summer next summer, yeah. um, so that packaging is going to become a collector's item. That was our test packaging, our test one market uh, test. And so, um, you know, get your hand on those bottles, hold on to them, because that's that was the first production run of this brand um, in 10 years. You know, it'll be something completely different. You'd be saying, hey, I remember 10 years ago, you know. Yeah. I put $500 in this. I own shares. <laughs> 
Exactly. Be a part of the journey, man. Come, come join us. Sip Ui, S-I-P-O-U-O-U-I is our Instagram and our Facebook. Sip Ui. There you go, down at the bottom. Yep. Nigel, it's been a pleasure once again interviewing you. I think this is my second interview with you. Yeah. Um, yes, so it has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Um, right. uh, I, I'm already following Sip Ui, and I, like I said, I'm definitely going to look into investing because it's a win-win. Like yeah. it's a great product, and you know, you, you you're just an amazing person. You're an amazing business guy. You're definitely on the grind. I see you all the time, everywhere. If you right. guys are in Atlanta, you've seen him several times, everywhere. <laughs> so, and I'm um, coming but, to a city near you, or coming to your city. Yes, that's what we're trying to do. So, yes. taking the party worldwide. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Make sure you come back tomorrow for the Truth Serum with myself and two specially invited guests. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's He Said What Radio Network, where you will find all of our shows, past episodes, and upcoming episodes. So until then, you guys have a good night. Bye-bye.